Hey, we are back. This is the WFNY Brownscast. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since the uh, end of the seasons. Kind of took a breather to kind of assess where we're at, and um, we're back. Uh, Re- recharge your, the meter here. Right, recharge the meter. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. Uh, I am once again back with my partner, Taylor Jezerzak. Taylor, how are we doing? Pretty good. Um, I think the playoffs went about as well as – most Browns fans could have hoped. Um, right, yeah. Obviously, there are Browns fans out there that would have would have rather see the Bengals win than the Chiefs, but I think the majority of our staff anyway, yeah, was not in that boat. So, right. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the playoffs. There was some good games. There was some bad games. Um, there was, I mean, the Chargers did – did did something that I only ever imagined the Browns would do. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the first weekend was the weekend the wild card weekend was great. Every game was pretty much a, a close game and then it kinda got really bad games and then and then we got the Chiefs game. Chiefs and Bengals game, which was like the next good game. But yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was uh it was nice for ASC North. All of them are out. Which is nice. <laughs> I, I'm not one of those guys that are like root for Big Ten or root for AFC North. I, I want them to lose. So yeah, I, I just do don't. Need, I don't need that in my life right now. No, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are back, uh, kind of doing a se- season debrief. Uh, this is a Brownscast part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And before we get started, um, this uh, this podcast is uh, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, for first-time depositors, enter in the code WFMY at checkout, and under our Underdog will match you match your deposit up to $100. Underdog is a great platform if you're tired of the DFS salary system. There are tons of game types, drafts every night, and for every sport. Don't forget to use WFMY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's start with kind of rehashing the season. Um, I figured there's a lot of a lot of things that came out of the season, but I, I just want to kind of go over our final thoughts on what what went wrong, kind of where the season went. Um, did it did it go below your expectations? And if so, what went wrong? So, what, what's your thoughts there? The the thing the thing is there was a lot of there was a lot of times where it really felt like the season was going to go off the rails a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It never really did, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say they outperformed any expectations. Um, I think the only overarching what went wrong is it certainly did feel like, it, to to put it as a broad of term as I possibly could, the vibes were off all yeah. season long. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely, even before the season, the vibes were way off. <laughs> like, I mean, it just started. Like the off season started. Just yeah. The, the I mean, when you when your when your benchmarks for setting vibes was were, were trading for Deshaun Watson in March and then yeah. giving him a two hundred thirty million dollar contract, yeah. the vibes were probably not going to recover. Right, and then the and then the Baker Mayfield kind of stuff. Which is, yeah, yeah. That so was, it was a weird season. It, it was a weird season. They made the most out of it. I think Jacoby Brissett earned himself yeah. a good contract. Uh, to be a starting quarterback somewhere, um, 
whether it probably is a bridge guy. There's a lot of guys that are, there's a lot of teams out there that are looking for bridge guys that would pay Jacoby Brissett eight to $10 million to not have your team be completely awful. Um, but I mean, if you, if you dig down into it, there's a lot of different things that went wrong. Um, and the other than uh, the, the biggest one was just the defense. The defense was never, it never showed up and on any kind of consistent basis. And that's why we fired the defensive coordinator, obviously. Um, middle of the season, I feel like the offense offensive line was plagued with nagging injuries that put guys a lot on the borderline of being able to play and not being able to play. And it didn't help them at all. Um, going and then going back to the preseason, you lose your starting center on the first play of the preseason. So it, it, it never felt like once, once the, once the seat, the, the suspension became 11 games, it never felt like the season was going to be what anyone wanted it to be. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say then what the point, what, what the hell are we arguing about every week? But right. Like, the the reason we were arguing every week is because you saw enough from this team week in week out except for two or three maybe four games where they didn't look like they had any shot exactly yeah they looked like they they were on like you could argue that like hey if they did this or this they could have won this game for all but like three or four games right so and that's what makes it frustrating because that, and, you look back on it and you're like, yeah, they weren't that far off. Right. That's, that's exactly the point. They had all these problems and the vibes were never there and they weren't far off. Right. Yeah. That was, that's exactly what I, I was going to hit on too. Um, expectation wise, I, before the season, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Um, so really they didn't kind of miss the expectations. It was what you said, though. It was just during the season you saw, like they were there, like the opportunities were there. That Jets game, just the the Chargers, Chargers game, like, yeah, it's the like Falcons you, game, right? You saw that they had a chance to be to exceed expectations, and they yeah. just they let it f- fail every time. And what went wrong was just kind of they were unable to kind of get the finer details of the game. Like there are just a few plays where they were just, we would see it all season, the breakdowns in the secondary, um, uh, late game situations on offense where they just couldn't get it, get it together. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was just like, as you said, it was just a frustrating kind of watching. You, you see it. <laughs> They're there. The opportunities were there and they just kind of let them, fall away the wayside there and um that was the most frustrating part and the vibes are weird throughout the whole season the vibes are going to continue to be kind of weird yeah the nature of the game they're playing now right i think it'll be a little bit less weird i think i wonder it'll be interesting to see what the talk is because he's now deshaun watson is now the starter going into the season so you don't have some weird like he has to sit out for 11 games or whatever but it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting off season as we approach it um, coming out. But uh, yeah, it was uh, just overall the season. It was frustrating. That that yeah. was basically what we can boil it down yeah. to. Just a frustrated frustration um, that they could have done so much better. 
uh, because the opportunities were there. They just kind of failed at the uh, yeah, finer I'm, details. I'm trying, I'm trying to going back on it now. I'm trying to think, um, the, like the amount of games that they they kind of had right there and just didn't just let it didn't go. execute yeah. well enough. Um, I mean, you you look at the Falcons, Falcons, Chargers, and Jets right right at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Those are three games that like they were probably the better team most of the game. Yep. And just didn't didn't come out with it. And then the Raven the first Ravens game, uh yep. late October. Yeah, you, you played better you, you outplayed them. Uh, you had a pretty bogus penalty at the end. I know. <laughs> followed, <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> followed by I mean the video and the false start has been kind of debunked that, that it that it actually did happen, but it, it was the slightest of movements. Um the Bengals game at the end of the season, the Saints game at the end of the season, the Steelers game at the end of the season. Like these are all games that were there. And like yep. if you want to be a playoff team, you gotta how many is that? One, two, three, four. That's seven seven games of their seventeen game schedule that were borderline, right? Well, we and we were basically what two games out, I think. Yep, I think it turned out to be two games. Yeah, um, yeah, it's um, and then just late in the season too, like the the what game what was the second last game? The Com- Commanders. The yeah, Commanders are no, no. second to last. Uh, the, the Saints. Third, the Saints, Saints. Yes, the Saints game. That game they should have won. Yeah, it was just um, I it was just a bunch of those kind of games where they just failed at the. There's obviously the Patriots game and and the Patriots, Dolphins, and Bills and the Steelers were kind of that was kind of a blowout too. It turned into um, yeah, but it wasn't really. It didn't feel that way. Yeah, true. Mm. It wasn't like the Dolphins, yeah, and, the, and the, those games. But overall, like the losses were not. <laughs> they weren't like just devastating kind of blowout losses. They were one no, game, most one of these drive, games they were one, in. yeah, one drive, one one play, um, that changed the game. And uh, obviously, that's the NFL. Um, yeah, but if you if you're gonna be a team that's taken seriously going forward, you can't lose all seven of those games. <laughs> right. You're gonna have games where you're better than the other team, and you're gonna win. You're gonna have games that you're worse than the other team, and you're gonna lose. But half your schedule, almost half your schedule, was played in that middle ground, and you lost most of them. Yeah. Can't do that. It, like this season, th- this season will be kind of a referendum on the the progress of the franchise as a whole. This upcoming mm-hmm. season, because you can't keep having losses like that. In twenty twenty, yeah. you didn't have those losses. You made the playoffs. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, you had those lo- you had those losses, and you missed the playoffs. Right. 2022, you played most of your season with a backup quarterback, and then you you threw Play your you threw your threw starting your quarterback out, off the train years. going 100 miles an hour and said, "Hey, run!" Right. right. Yeah. So, like, it's not a it's not a season that you really look back and say, "Yeah, it was a wash. It didn't matter." Because you look at some of these games, and yeah, if you get the Chargers game, you get the Jets game and you find any one of those other five to win, right. you're ten and seven and you're in the playoffs. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I think we're definitely in agreement there. Um so okay, um coming out of the season, um 
there's obviously a lot of motions one way or the other. Um, what's the, what's the one thing that you're going to come out of the season that you're excited about for next season? Um, I think the the biggest non coaching thing um, is that the majority of the players that you rely on are coming back. There's not a single player that the Browns are going to lose in free agency this year that is someone that you're like, we we couldn't afford to lose this guy. We just couldn't pay him. Right, right. Like all of your all of your core are both either under contract or they're under contract for a long time or they have a year left or something. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. you have, you have your entire core. You have probably two more years with this group, two more seasons with this group realistically before you have to start to really retool things. So you just got to plug the holes. You got to create the cap space, which I don't think there's many teams better than that in the NFL than the Browns right now. Uh, I mean, right now, what, what do they have like right, officially right now? Like two million dollars in cap? Yeah, two million. I think it turns that it can with some like restructuring. I think you can get to like thirty or something. Yeah, something like you close. can get to thirty-eight or forty million dollars. Yeah. Like, like the NFL is very <laughs> the cap. The cap doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's like the I think <laughs> I think that like Deshaun Watson can give you like ten or fifteen just based yeah, on like restructuring, which is yeah. The the, the NFL cap of. is a myth. Yes. Um. So, and, and the Browns know that. <laughs> yeah, the Browns know that. They're going to figure yeah. out a way to get some money out of this offseason because yeah. they know they need players. Yep. They, they know that they're not going to be able to just run it back with the same 53 and say, well, we're, we have our quarterback for with a full offseason. We'll be better. Yeah. Like, Especially without a dra- first-round draft pick. Like, yeah. They know, you, they know they need to spend a little bit. Yeah, you need to spend on the defense. You you could go and spend on the offense, and we'll get into that later. But th- I think the biggest thing that, that should keep people excited going into next season is that you have a lot of this core back. I mean, yeah. obviously, your excitement level depends on how much you believe in this core, but these this basically this same group got you to the playoffs two years ago with a yep. objectively worse quarterback. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I it just like the you you saw it in snippets after what playing not playing what for seven hundred days seven hundred days calculated. not playing you saw snippets of it where like damn we got that franchise quarterback and um, I just think a whole off season um, under his belts uh, being able to practice with the guys knowing that he is the starter. Um, I, I'm excited to see see what they have. I'm excited to see what Stefanski kind of stirs together here. Um, I, I assume the offense is going to look a lot different next year. Um, I'm wondering how they kind of do their personnel around them, but um, it, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be exciting to see the quarterback position is set. <laughs> There's no talk. We don't have to talk about it this off season. We had to talk no. about it last off season. We had to talk about the previous offseason. Like it's it's set. <laughs> it, so, it was this period last year for for about yeah. the next month that was among the worst Browns quarterback discord I have ever oh, seen in my life. God, Discourse yeah. I have ever seen in my life. Yes, it was. Oof. Yeah. Like I I um, would take the Baker versus Josh Allen versus <laughs> Sam Darnold debate any day over what we right, went through last yeah, February because 
you weren't like <laughs> you weren't like just fighting over it because it, it was a, a like a, a thing that you couldn't really know for sure and um yeah this is it's just gonna be fun to see um exciting to see that they have a quarterback ready to go next season and um he's should be right up there in the top 10 top five ish hopefully uh in quarterback play and and that kind of gets me excited for next season um, look if the if if the minimum bar is like top top half right well the browns will be a better team Right, exactly. Because the Browns got top half quarterback play out of Jacoby Brissett for eleven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they um, can only really go up. You'd you'd hope. I mean, you're paying them that kind of money. You'd hope it can go up. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're paying. Yeah, he, he he better play up that level. Um, yeah, it's um, it's gonna be fun to see just how they build around this about around him and how they build the scheme around him. And that's what I'm excited for. Um, I think we're never, we haven't, we're never going to, we're, we're going to see an offense that we've never seen before as a Browns fan. Yeah. Like ever, <laughs> like ever, <laughs> like we, we've never had a dual threat kind of quarterback like this at this, uh, with his level of talent. So it's Benzel <laughs> doesn't count. Yeah. Benzel does not count. He, he couldn't pass. So um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see that. So that's, that's my thing coming out of this season. Um, just knowing that we have a franchise quarterback uh, ready to go next season. Yep. Um, okay. And then on the, uh, on the kind of the negative side, uh, what's one thing that kind of worries you coming out of this season? Um, I think the, the obvious thing to me, obvious anyway, is that you, you, you do need a fair amount of help on the defensive side of the ball in terms of personnel. Right. There's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to shore up, especially the middle of the defense and not really a whole lot of cap space to throw around. Right, like even if they get it up to forty million, which I think, or thirty-eight million, which I think might be the max they could restructure into. Yeah, that I mean, that's not a lot for the amount that you need to rebuild in the middle of mm-hmm. the in the middle of the defense. Like you need, right. if you're going to truly transition to some of the defenses that um, Jeff Schwartz or Jim Schwartz is Jeff Schwartz. Jim Schwartz has. <laughs> um, fielded in the past he's always had an anchor kind of defensive tackle someone who obviously you're not going to you're not going to go out and get Fletcher Cox so you're not going to have someone who's going to be able to be the anchor and be able to rush the passer but if you're going to be able to settle for someone that can be an anchor keep the defensive lineman off of the linebackers absorb double teams not get pushed off the ball that's someone you need those guys don't usually come cheap Yep. So they're they're gonna have to find someone like that. They're gonna have to prob- they probably gonna need two of them because they don't have any right now. Right. Yeah. Um, they need to find another edge rusher. The, that can be found in the draft. You have Alex Wright. You who the team seems to like, but you you need more edge rushers than two. So you need to get two or three guys that you can trust to do that. Um, and then after that you're still looking at needing linebackers because a lot of those guys that you had were 
Uh, Anthony Walker is a free agent this year. They could bring him back probably for pretty cheap. He's, I think he's north of 30 now, and he's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to command a whole ton of money Here's on the open market. Too. Yeah, he's not going to command a whole lot of money on the open market. So you could bring him back if, if you think he can still do the job. Um, but you're still going to need to find guys because as good as like as well as Tony Fields kind of played down the stretch, he's not to at this point an every down kind of he's not a starting linebacker in this league. He's a depth. Yeah. yeah. So if there's anything that really concerns me, it's how they're going to fill all those holes in in the middle of the defense with the amount of money that they have. Right. Yeah. And the lack I, of draft capital. Right. Well, I'm I'm pretty similar to yours. Mine's the defensive line. It, it just it's there's three starting spots right now that are pretty open. Um well Clowney's not coming back. And, yep. and the defense tackles they didn't have any starters last year. Nope. <laughs> caliber ones. Um they didn't so, even have third and, string caliber guys. Right. Um, so that, that it is, and and as you said, there's just not a lot of draft capital, not a lot of um, trade or um, financial capital. Financial capital, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, kind of shore up all these holes, especially in as you said in Jim Schwartz's defense. The defensive line is is crucial for the success of their of that of the uh, of his defense and. Um, there's a lot of work to be done there and it's kind of, it's kind of scary to see that they have to, they have to fill a lot of holes. Um, There are some nice guys like Alex Wright, I think is going to be a solid player and maybe he can turn into the starter next year. Who knows? Um, I think Perry on Winfrey, I think he showed some, like he, it's just the consistency with him. Maybe, Maybe Jeff, uh, Jeff, we keep calling him Jeff Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Uh, <laughs> I broke you. <laughs> know, right? Maybe Jim Schwartz can can really unleash him and, and kind of get him because the, the talent and the uh, athletic ability is there. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that maybe he can do that. Um, but it's it just just looking at it right now and seeing what you have to kind of use this offseason. It's kind of scary seeing like they got. They got a lot of work to do with not a lot of, not a lot of stuff to use, um, and, and just kind of the it's a little worrisome that like the draft like, they just don't have a first round pick for the next couple of years, like yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that's not weird. to that's not to completely ignore the offense either. They they still do need yeah someone who can get down the field. They probably need some tight end depth. Um, they need running back depth. They're not going to bring back Kareem Hunt likely. Yeah. Not uh, like even and even if he didn't get a contract anywhere else after the season he had and all the yeah I don't stuff think that yeah I'm not I, I think that I think it's probably one of those mutual mutual yeah. parting of the ways. But Just, like it, you go do you we're gonna right. do us <laughs> and like they he did, if you go back like they didn't sign him either so it's not like it's not like he's there's a connection in with the front yeah. offense. So yeah, I don't. I I would have a hard time seeing him back. No, and um, it's hard to like. It's hard to justify it with the production on the field. Like, yeah, right. he just he wasn't. He looked, he looked like a different player. We've, yeah, I don't just, like. He went off a cliff somewhere. 
Like and it and was just quick. his ability to run the ball. Like <laughs> yeah. last year, he was moderately good. Like he was fine. Yeah, he was hurt, but he was fine. And yeah, this and year he was, he was borderline useless. He really was. He, he he was a detriment at some time. A lot of times. Yeah, like like he he, he killed the offense. Like he, he missed spots. He couldn't he couldn't make any like any moves anymore. And yeah, it was. It was rough when Nick Chubb was on, not on the field. It, it was. It wasn't like. It wasn't like previous seasons. It was. It was tough. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. And um, yeah, it's gonna be. This is. This is Andrew Barry's biggest off season. I know we. I know it was probably last, last season we were thought, but this one there's not a lot of stuff to work with, and he's got to win now. <laughs> Like, Last year was his biggest move. This year has to be his best job. Yes, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, it, it, he just he he, he uh, earns his money this year. Yeah, and that's the, the they've always talked about it. It's it's the toughest when you are good and you are running out of um, uh, draft capital and and financial capital. That's the toughest part of the GM. It's it's kind of improving the team that's already good. But needs more tinkering, and you don't have as much kind of wiggle room to to use. Um, so this is going to be a big. It's a, obviously a big off season for Stefanski, big season for Stefanski. But yeah, it's also a big one for uh, Andrew Barry. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what he what he has up his sleeve. Um, I expect him to be aggressive. I, I do. Yeah, um, they, they've been they've been much better at um, find finding free agent guys for the most part than they have been with drafting in late rounds. Right. Which, you know, with, with their current draft capital outlook, drafting in late rounds is about all you got right now. So, right. Yeah, uh, like I, I certainly understand <laughs> the concerns that some people have with having to um, rely on what, rely on draft picks to bolster this team because there there's, there's a mixed mixed bag of a track record in the late rounds. Like, yes, you found Donovan people's Jones, but you've also Anthony Schwartz in the third round. Yeah. Like, and you just, who'd, uh, who'd they pick in front of George Pickens this year? (laughs) Like just a few picks before. Well, it was Emerson, right? I, I think M- MJ was the first pick of the of the draft. Well, they yeah. traded back. Remember, they traded back in the second round. Yeah, I think they traded into the third round, like back into the third round, and had three picks there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of attack the deer, the draft this year. It was um, David Bell. They took David uh, Bell a few okay. picks before George Pickens. Ugh. So like. Make of that what you will. Yeah, there was a there was a reason George Pickens fell as far as he did. Yes, because he and, was and, projected as a late first, early second talent, yeah. but he fell to the third. And we did see a little bit of why this season with Pittsburgh, why he dropped. Like there, there's some smoke with his attitude and a little bit of that. But yeah, um, the talent. Uh, you also so- you you took a kicker in the fourth round. That's ballsy. It's got to work, or that's almost fireable <laughs> in itself. Yeah, uh, big um, season for him too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year's draft looks 
okay on paper, like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Martin MJ Emerson, Anderson, Alex Wright, like yeah. David Bell, Perrion Winfrey, Cade York, Jerome Ford. Those are all guys that are probably going to contribute this season. Yeah, they all did. I mean, yeah. Cade York has to contribute because he's the kicker. Uh, MJ Emerson. <laughs> MJ Emerson. <laughs> it might be a starter. Yeah, first outside starter, yeah. Yeah. Um, Perrion Winfrey could compete for a starting role. David Bell yeah. is going to get more looks. Alex Jerome Wright. Ford might elevate to the backup role. Alex Wright might be a starter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. this draft could be a very good draft. I don't know if there's going to be any like super high-impact guys unless Cade York makes a game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. But... <laughs> Like, yeah, but like this draft could be like there's pieces there that you have faith in. It's it's some of the other drafts that um, that are hit or miss. I'm going to I'm going to pull up some. some, uh, some Previous drafts here, because some of the like. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, let's look back at this. Anthony Schwartz and James Hudson in the third and fourth round. Tommy Togiai, who we just found out is not an NFL defensive tackle in no, any sense of the word. Not. The Demetric Felton flyer has not worked out. Um. Harrison Bryant has not really panned out. I mean, Nick Harris could be your starting center this year. So that, that could be a, a good uh, fifth round hit hit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Elliott. Yeah. Jacob Phillips has spent too much time hurt. Yeah. Harrison Bryant has just not panned yeah, out he, that way. Man, he had a, such a great start to his rookie season. And I just kind of, I think his rookie season, like he had a great start, and then he fumbled like three out of five games. Right, and he's like he's never recovered since then. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like Anthony Schwartz. He started. He had a, what that Chiefs game was like. Holy shit! Did we get somebody like really good? And then he just disappeared. Yeah, like yeah. The the interesting thing about these drafts is that aside from guys like JOK and. JOK and Greg Newsom, and even you could even kind of lump those guys into this as well. There's not any like holy crap boom players on on this draft board. That's a good point. There's yeah. all there's a lot of solid players, but if you look at it, you're like, okay, well Donovan Peoples Jones is like a solid two or three. You right. found him in the sixth round, good for you. But like, eh. 
Tony Fields is a solid linebacker, but he's not making any. Greg Newsom played an entire season without getting a turnover. <laughs> I think yeah. actually, does he even have a turnover in the league yet? I don't Tony think he Fields? does. He got a touchdown. No, Greg Newsom. I don't think Greg, oh, Greg Newsom, Newsom has Newsom. a takeaway in the league. Oh, that's a good point. So, I was I would so I I would say this. I would I think I think Greg Newsom is a high end starter. Maybe not yeah. a star. Yeah, he's um, he's a he's a high floor starter. Yeah. Um I think GOK is when he's really good, he's a high end starter. When he's he's a, his consistency is a little bit off right now. It's matchup dependent. That that's yeah. I think that's the biggest issue with him is he's very very good in some matchups and then yeah. in other matchups he's like Baltimore Ravens <laughs> almost a detriment. Yeah, um, like against the Steelers he's not very good. Against the Ravens and Bengals he's very good. Yeah, um, I think the killer the killers have just been like Jedrick G- 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 Wills was just uh, that was like kind of their high, that's what that was, I think that's his it's, highest pick. Yeah, it is as, as GM, and he's turned into a a usable starter. Above like he, he he's he's an above replacement yeah. starter, right? And, Which is and, fine, but maybe right, not at but, ten. Yeah, but none of those none of those offensive tackles from that draft have really. I think Tristan Wurst is. He had a bad season. He did. Uh, I think Makai Becton has not has played think, like three I think games. Every single player on that Bucks offense, just besides Mike Evans, had a terrible year. Makai Becton's played like four games in his career. Yeah, Makai has been bad. Um, Anthony Andrew or Andrew Thomas, I think he had a better season with the Giants, but um, yeah, that's it's definitely true that that man. I was so high on all those tackles, and Tristan Wirth is probably the best one, and. Yeah, but it's not by a wide it's not by a second. wide enough margin that you're like, why did we not pick him? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, if you um, Andrew yeah, Andrew Thomas had an okay year. Jedrick Wills was next, Mackay Becton, Tristan Wharfs, Austin Jackson with the Dolphins. I'm not even sure he's playing. He might be. Uh, Isaiah Wilson for the Titans. Like none of the only I don't know what Wikipedia has as this yellow fill in. It might be Pro Bowl or something, but yeah, Pro Bowl. Tristan Wirfs is the only Pro Bowler from the uh, offensive line in that draft, right? Yeah, and that which is crazy because we, I, I wasn't alone. Like that was considered one of the best offensive tackle classes in in quite a while, and uh, yeah, it's just how it shows you how uh, how crazy the draft can be. It, it can be. It is tough. It's tough, and um, especially when you. Don't have a first round pick, it's going to be even, yeah. It'll be, yeah. uh, it's going to be up to Andrew to kind of hit on some more guys, uh, with this, with this, uh, with their picks. Okay. Yep. Um, next segment, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna incorporating your, uh, grievance room segment. Yeah. Bring it up, bringing it back from the dead. Bring it back from the dead. Um, let's, uh, air out one big grievance with, uh, with the Browns. Anything Browns. Anything it can be well since this is my segment, I think you should go first. Okay, so my I'm gonna go with actually, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna grieve. I'm grievancing the coverage, the off, the late 
off-season coverage and a lot of the off-season coverage of Kevin Stefanski. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> he, people were calling him on the hot seat. Should he even be? Should he even fired this off-season? It was just. It just. My mind was blown. Um, yeah, I think we had pretty it, in-depth it, discussions about this in previous it, pods. It, it, right. It was just. So talk radio was just unwatchable or unlistenable uh, for the last. It's okay, the same people weeks. are trying to fire Jamie Bickerstaff right now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> As they are blowing out the Wizards right now. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I couldn't take it anymore. I literally just, I was, I always listen to it when I'm on the way home. And I just had to turn it off and listen to nothing. Listen yeah, to the road. I, I, I would, and. This this might be me protecting myself for my own mental health, but like during during Brown season, if the Browns are not doing well, I just don't even listen because I just know yeah. it's gonna piss me off in some way. Like, <laughs> right. I don't need to hear the the discuss- Like I know you guys have three hours to fill in the afternoon, yeah. three or four hours to fill in the afternoon, but yeah. we don't need to be having discussions on whether or not we should trade Miles Garrett or fire Kevin Stefanski. Right. Like. Yeah. And just like the like the It's not even worth my brain power. <laughs> and the and the topics of like the analytics, oh my god. People are just so scared of math. The Eagles and, are literally the most analytically driven and, franchise in the NFL right now. And look where they're is, at. It is the most frustrating thing to listen to when people are just afraid of getting more information to help narrow down your choices. It is it is just it was just so. That's my grievance. I, it just the the whole coverage of Kevin Stefanski this season has been. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to grieve about when it comes to coverage yeah. of the Browns, anyway. Right. Uh, and and there was stuff you could definitely you could definitely blame Stefanski for a few things, but like just the the point of where they were at, saying he's just a disaster, he deserves to be fired, was just. Insane. Yeah, so. th- there's certainly some things from the latter half of the season that you can look at it and say, yeah, you can you can have questions like why did the offense get so much worse down the stretch? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Why? It, it, like this offense went from being one of the most efficient in the league, scoring to, every first drive, to not being able to score at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, definitely. There's definitely some like he's got a lot of work to do this offseason. There's stuff to improve on. But, some of that um, was injuries. Some of that yeah. was introducing a new quarterback. Some of that was the weather down the stretch, which sucked for the most part. Yeah. And um, like this season is going to be, it's, I will say it now, it's a make or break season for Stefanski. I think he knows yeah. that. I think the Browns know that. Um, he's got to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, I, I mean, even if he doesn't, in, even if he doesn't, he's got to miss the playoffs going like 10 and 7. Right, yeah, or barring like a, cata- a catastrophic like injury plague or something. Yeah, unless you're the the Niners from a couple of years ago, where literally your entire roster or, was on or IR. this season or any season that you're the Forty ers <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what what God they pissed off, but <laughs> seriously, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's my grievance. The coverage of Kevin Stefanski this season. What is I yours? Would, I would say mine is somewhere along the same lines. Um, mm-hmm. Mine is just kind of with the the general vibe of the fan base and some of it, some of the more vocal people, I guess. Yeah. Um, just calling the, the – like, obviously, there's people out there that say, if they don't make the playoffs, the season's a failure. But 
the season wasn't as much of a failure as some people, right. Zach Jackson, would like you to believe. <laughs> They're a writer. Anyone at <laughs> anyone at K and R. Um, <laughs> anyone on the Browns beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Yes, yes, they were seven and ten, and that was a drop off from the year before. Yes, it's a good roster. They were a few plays away. They had some bad. They they were one. I think there was some analytic that came out. Yes, analytic. There was some metric that came out that <laughs> showed that they were in like the bottom five of overall luck in the entire season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and obviously, obviously, the Brown as Browns, it's going to be always yeah. like that. But still, yeah. But <laughs> the the general feeling that this season was a total failure by all parts and people needed and people yeah like we are five years removed six years removed (laughs) from some of the worst football ever played in nfl history exactly like it's like people forget this yeah the the thing and this ties into yours if if resetting your franchise for what 17 seasons resetting it every two to three years didn't work any of those six times six seven times why is it going to work this time right like as browns fans we should be experts on what bad football is we should be experts at this this was not bad football it was frustrating football frustrating football it was it wasn't bad in that it was irredeemably awful football to watch this team had no hope of ever doing anything it yes. was this team could be so much more. They just, just couldn't find it. <laughs> they couldn't find it all season yeah. long. They found it against the Bucks. They found it against well, the defense found some some magic elixir against the Texans. Might have just been the Texans. <laughs> it was the Texans. It was the Texans. <laughs> but like there was games where it looked like the, the Bengals game on Halloween. Yeah. Like, like that's a team that, that. Like, that's a team that beat it. You beat the hell out of a team that was a really bad penalty and a couple interceptions away from going to a Super Bowl. Yep. Like exactly. the, the, the issue was two weeks prior to that, you got the hell beat out of you by t- Bailey Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank yes, God the Patriots are, are not on our schedule this year. <laughs> there are there are some we need a break from them. There are some super frustrating things and like things that should not have happened to a team that wants to be taken seriously during this year. But that happens to almost every team. Yep. The Chargers were a laughing stock and then at the very end of the season they figured it out. Yep. The um the Jaguars were the Jaguars were, were awful. In the beginning. Yeah, the Jaguars and Lions were awful at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we we made they fun of their out. defense. We made yeah. fun of the Lions' defense all year, numerous times. <laughs> I was always saying, like, "Oh, the Browns are the worst defense," and then you would always say, "No, there's always <laughs> <laughs> no, the Lions still exist. <laughs> the Lions still exist." Like, yeah, it's just. And at the end of the season, it proved to be that way. But yes, like they lost they. When they got blown out by the Panthers, 
Oh my gosh. What a they weird up, season. I think they gave up 250 rushing yards in the first half of that game. Yep. So um, the season, just to kind of wrap this one up, and I, and I know like anyone could come on and debate me and and if if there's people out there that want to comment on this, yes, there's going to be people who say they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't win the games they were supposed to. It was an unmitigated disaster. Everyone should be fine. That's, that's just not how smart football works. Nope. You don't. We, we saw what happens when an owner makes a knee jerk reaction. When we fired Rob Chudzinski after one year, <laughs> like that, that team was bad, but. He wasn't so bad that he needed – he wasn't Freddie Kitchens bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he deserved to at least get one more year, but they fired him. Yep. Freddie Kitchens got fired after a year. That was an unmitigated disaster. That team was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I remember that keenly. <laughs> that, was, that was a good team that was a disaster. The Browns yeah. this year were a good team that was not a disaster – Right. They couldn't get out of their own way most weeks. Yep. And yep. like the, they don't have to do much different next season. They have to stay moderately healthy. They have to win two or three more games that are close. They have to get top 10 quarterback top 10 quarterback play out of their top 1 paid quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, you're not you're not asking you're not asking this team to make a jump from four and thirteen to ten and seven. Mm-hmm. You're asking them to find like seven plays over the course of a season that make a difference. Yep. And if Kevin Stefanski is a good coach, he'll find those plays. Yep. If Jim cool. Schwartz is a good defensive coordinator, he'll find those plays. I'm not gonna put that. I'm not gonna put that on Mike Prefer. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Have the other guys find the plays. You just exist. I, I, I will say that they, the special teams did play better at the end. No, of the yeah, year. they were much better down the stretch. Uh, Cade York, Cade York was not a problem down the stretch. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, so that was kind of our kind of recap of the season ish. Uh, our thoughts coming out of it. Um, now we kind of hit to the off season. Um, to kind of highlight what's uh, what's what's ahead here. Um, so we're, we're going to do a little rankings here. Our top five biggest needs for the Browns uh, this offseason uh, in terms of roster positions. Um, so I think, what do, what do you want to do? Just start at five for each of us and we'll talk about it? Or you want to start at one? Let's start at um, one. Let's start probably, at one. Probably be yeah. easier. So I think we're probably both on interior defensive line. Yep. Yeah. There's not much to talk about here. We have no, no I starters. think we've addressed this enough. We have no starters. No, you have uh, no starters. You have no backups. Right. It you was have practice squad worst, guys. It was yeah. It was the all-time worst unit. Well, actually, practice squad guys is not fair to Taven Bryan. He wasn't right. awful. He's right. just not. He's a, he's he, a serviceable backup. Probably. Yeah. He, he's a he's a good player. Right. Um. It, it just it was kind of funny watching the playoffs, man. What what it what it what it would be like to have interior defense alignment that could make plays? Yeah, <laughs> I saw Chris Jones and 
Oh man, it's just and all the all the Eagles guys like yeah, it's DJ just, Reader, um, right? DJ Reader, yeah, um, yeah. So that's definitely number one, and that's probably number one by far. I would say. I mean, that's it's, number. If if that's not number one, you better have a damn good reason why it's not. Right. Yeah. When you have nobody at the position, you need to. That should be number one. Yeah. So, um, number two, I have edge rusher. What do you have? I would also go edge. The the, yeah. and it's not because it's not quite the same reason. You just mm-hmm. don't have guys there right now. Right. You have, you have the miles, and you have. Right. Yeah, you don't have bodies. You have Miles, yeah. and you have Alex Wright. Right. That's like, that's the same. That's I would agree with that. It's and you don't have the kind of you don't have the clowny of twenty. What was that? Twenty twenty one. You need yeah. you need you need to find someone to counterpart on the starting lineup for with clown or with um with Miles. Yeah. Like he can't just do it alone. <laughs> Um, I know, I know Schwartz will be better at kind of isolating them and kind of getting them in better positions um, than Joe Woods did, but still he, he needs help. Um, and uh, that's gotta be, gotta be uh, high up there on, and especially with Schwartz now, uh, the defensive line is huge. So they need, they need it. I, I think they need a starter. Um and then, if not, if they're high on Alex Wright to be the starter, then they need a, a very capable uh, rotational edge rusher. But um, I mean, I mean, right now you, you're going into the season with three defensive ends on the roster, right? You have three defensive ends on the roster that yeah. aren't Jadavian Clowney and don't, and he doesn't count. So, right. who's the third? You need to find guys. Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, and, and he he could be a, a guy that can turn into a rotational guy, but still, you just don't you, you don't have any sure answers besides Miles Garrett. No, you need two or three guys. Yeah, one mm. of them needs to be starter level. Right. You need to have you need to have three starter level defensive linemen, three defensive yep. ends. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you can't you can't go into a situation where you have. Two, both of your starters rotated out, and then you have no no one. So, right, yeah, okay. So we're we're agreement on the first two. Yeah, uh, for three, I have wide receiver. What do you have? Um, linebacker. Linebacker. Okay, I do have linebacker in my top five. So yeah, uh, I'll hit on wide receiver first. Um, wide receiver. I think I think it's a solid group. But I think there's just one key missing piece, and they just need—they have no speed besides Schwartz, and Schwartz can't do anything besides run in a straight line. One straight line, and catching is a question mark. So um, I—they I, just need a—they need a guy that could stretch the field, and I, I feel like Watson. Watson is such a great downfield passer, and such a, a guy who can like extend plays and getting a guy that can take the top off the defense. is just going to make this offense a lot more explosive. Um, we talk about explosive plays um, is one of the most important things in the NFL. Now um, yeah. Browns are number one, I think in, in rushing, but like, I think, I think they were bottom five or bottom 10 in in passing uh, explosive plays. And, that's got to change, um, especially with Watson as your quarterback. He he should be in the top ten. Like he's got that talent to 
to make an explosive offense. So I think they just need they need some some sort of speed kind of vertical threat that can kind of spread it open and and that makes it easier for Donovan Peoples Jones, who's a guy who can't really separate that well. But and um and then it, it makes Amari Cooper's job even it, easier. Yeah, it, it gives Amari Cooper a little bit more range to find right. open spaces in the secondary. Right, because and he's a, he's a he's a he's a guy who can make big plays, but he had no room last year. It was so yeah. tough for him to get any space. Yeah, his um, biggest plays all came uh, run after the catch. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't have very many deep balls thrown his way. Yeah, so yeah. deep ball so, guy was actually Peoples Jones most of the time because he could go right. out and get it. I know that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I, I'll go right receiver at three. What, what's your you said linebacker? Yep. Okay. I I think I think wide receiver is probably my next one. Okay. Um, for a lot of the same reasons we just talked about, I think we're just we we're one player. They're they're one guy. They're one like archetype away. They have the big bodied guy. They have the possession guy. They have. I mean, they technically have two big body wide receivers because Njoku is, when he's running a route, he's more of a receiver than a tight end. Yeah. He and Peoples Jones are almost, and Njoku's taller, but they're the same kind of build. Um, but they, they just need someone that is able to make defenses protect the deep parts of the field, which they haven't had in a long time. They haven't had that kind of receiver in a while since probably prime Josh Gordon. Yeah. I mean, OBJ was never really that guy. Travis Travis, Benjamin. Travis Benjamin had like a half a season. What was that? Was it a season? He had a couple years. Yeah. He had a couple years. Yeah. But, you know, he had bad quarterback play, so it was hard to tell. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. when your quarterbacks are Brian Hoyer, who can't really throw the ball downfield, and Johnny yeah. Manziel, who didn't want to be a quarterback, yeah, your your options are limited. Yep. So there, there's a couple guys that, and not to tease the next segment, but there's a couple guys that like the Browns could go out and get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you would, and then just talk about linebacker before we. Um, I mean, we we kind of we've kind of addressed it in just the the middle of the defense. The middle of the yeah. defense needs so much help. Yeah. Um, and you really only have JOK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're bringing back guys. You're bringing back Tony Fields. You're bringing back some of those guys. But um, you you need some kind of presence. Uh, Reggie Raglan was a decent presence in the second half in the latter half of the season. But there's a reason yeah. that he was available off a of practice squad. Right, dude's 250 pounds, can't move very well. <laughs> He's a good yeah. interior linebacker in like the 1980s. He's not a good interior <laughs> linebacker know, he'd now. Be a, he'd be really good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, uh, they, they just they, they need they need some kind of a, a presence in the middle. Um, and, and it could be Anthony Walker. They could go out and draft some guys. Uh, I, I want I want to say I mean there's a guy and. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it in the next segment. There, there's a guy, there's a couple guys out there that I, I think they could try and target yeah. and yeah, make the linebacker. Out. Linebacker is kind of a position that you kind of you can kind of steal almost in in yeah. free agency. Yeah, because not, there's just not there's not a whole lot of 
a lot of money uh, going towards that. Yeah, <laughs> there's just not the kind of money like the yeah. fact that uh, the the linebacker from Baltimore got all that money. I forget his name right now. Mosley, yeah. Yeah, he got <laughs> so much money. That's more money than linebackers are usually getting right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you were linebacker three and then wide receiver four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I went uh, I went safety four. So safety is an interesting position. So Ronnie Harrison is gone. I would be so surprised if he's coming back. My question is, is if, if so, this could be it could be it could be off my list, um, but I, I have an inkling that John Johnson might be cut. Yeah, um, because there's I think he can save quite a bit of money. Yeah, there's some cap save there. Yeah, um, and if so, then then you have a free safety spot that needs to be filled. Um, I really think Grant Delpit played really well late in the season. He's your strong safety. Um, but they need the they need the guy over the top, and really, I don't think John Johnson played like he should, deserves that money. So I would I would assume they would probably cut bait with him, and, and that could we'll all get, come down to how um, how Jim Schwartz, Schwartz feels yeah. about him. Like if right. he sees Maybe. his skill set and says we can do something with this, he mm-hmm. wasn't being used correctly in the last system. That's a good point. Yeah, they they could keep him around because it's not like he was a bad player. <laughs> He just there, he just wasn't worth that money. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah he I, wasn't worth that money in the system he was being asked to play in. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it could just come down to a, a system fit. That like, it right. seemed like a lot of guys in Joe in Joe Wood's system weren't playing in <laughs> their best their best Weird. position. Which, you know, hey, the, like, do you? I guess. <laughs> and I, I do think. They uh, Schwartz likes to run single high, and I don't think that's John Johnson's kind of forte. Um, so I think that's another kind of tending towards. I think he might be cut. Yeah, um, I mean, like, there's we'll been get... a lot of talk about him being one of the cap casualties. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and, obviously, and we'll get there's a reason it. for it, and we'll get to it in the next segment. There's there's quite a bit of quite a bit of, <laughs> quite a bit of safety help in the uh, free agency class. So. Um, yeah, I think they might actually go towards that. So that's my four, and then five is the linebacker for me. Um, I think it definitely can move up if, if John Johnson doesn't get cut. Um, but linebacker, Taki Taki is a free agent. Walker's a free agent. Um, those are two of your most productive linebackers over the past couple of years. Um, and JOK is pretty much your only kind of reliable one right now. Um, yep. So yeah, definitely need, and this one could be an easy one. It could be just re-signing those two. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it might not even be like the linebacker core wasn't bad last year. It just had catastrophic injuries, like yep. just catastrophic injuries, where they were down to like what their fifth linebacker. I think it was. <laughs> it was uh, fifth. Fifth would be generous, right? Fifth, I know. Right? Fifth was fifth was before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So um, I, it's not a it's not it's not going to be a hard position I think to fill, but um, it's definitely one they need a hit. Um, so what's yeah. your number five? Um, offensive line. Okay. I, I, it's not because I don't believe in any of the guys that they have. They Do you have a, a particular lot of section like interior out uh, offensive tackle or I think it feels like. Anyone who plays on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> so the right side, okay. 
Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, those guys just haven't been able to stay healthy. Yeah. And you can't sacrifice your season to throw and yell the Froholt out there again. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no, that's nothing on him. I mean, he, he was better as a guard than he was a center, but it still wasn't like you, you can't, you can't lose your season to having losing one offensive lineman. Yeah. And like they, do, I don't think they, they haven't spent a whole lot on depth on the offensive line because They've, I mean, they, when you have one of the best offensive line coaches in the league, you think you can fix almost anything, but you can't fix almost anything. <laughs> like, you can't fix everything. Yeah. So, adding some depth there, whether it's through the draft or, uh, and uh, just some free agency, like, uh, you, you can't, you can't lose a season to losing your offensive line. Mm. Right. Especially when yeah. you have a $230 million quarterback. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think just uh, kind of the ones that just barely, I think tight end and offensive line were right right on the edge of the yeah. um, tight end. Tight end is just another depth one. Right. And the tight end depth yeah. seems to be easier to find. Right. And it's cheaper. Definitely cheaper. Yeah. Like you can get that yeah. in free agency. You can find a. Man, we, we've had some solid backups back in the day. Just finding tight ends back in. Um, for cheap off of the free agent market. So yeah, yeah, those are, I think that's easier to find. And then offensive line, you needed some backup depth too. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have pretty similar uh, rankings there. Our top, top two is pretty, pretty easy. to. Yeah. Out. I mean, yeah. if you watch this team for 17 games, then you know what their issues are. Yep. Yep. Hell, okay. I don't think you need 17 games. You might've only needed 10. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the last part uh, before we get out of here, uh, we're gonna do a kind of a little off-season draft um, of kind of players that now these these can be unrealistic, not, uh, not super unrealistic. Like you're not getting Aaron Rodgers, that'd be stupid anyways. But um, <laughs> you're yeah. you're not you're not trading right. you're not trading for um, CD Lamb. Right. Yeah. And and you're not. Plus, you're I don't not, think the Cowboys uh, are going to come within t- three miles of Andrew Barry for the next right. ten years. And and these are our top three options. So it's not like you're going to get one, two, three. So yeah. Um, we're going to do a draft here. Um, Taylor, you're going to go first, and I'll go. I'll go. Uh, it's going to be a snake draft, so I'll go second or third, and then back, and we'll uh do our top three to fill the biggest holes in the defense um, with players. So, with the first pick, what are you going to do? I'm gonna pull up one position group here. Um, I think. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades and also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep. Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. Life sucks as a grown up. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> no. Right.
the the name that came up very very often as a potential Browns just all all in one fix the middle of the the defensive line. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> was Deron Payne. Yep, Deron Payne. My number one pick yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Like I, I think. I think there's some connection with him and Schwartz. I think they might have not, like. There's a reason that name came up a lot. Uh, might have been because he's a free agent. Might have been because he also the, t- like he also like loved Watson or something. <laughs> like yeah, there's like there's a lot of connections. Yeah. yeah. So that that's. I mean, if if you can figure out a way to get that, I'm I'm looking at Sport Track here. What do they have him as his annual? Uh, they have his market value at ninety seven million dollars. So. But they do Ouch. need to spend. I like. I have to say, they do need to spend money here. Yeah, like they, but they it, keep it, patching it. Obviously, maybe not that much, but yeah. I mean, they're looking at. They're they're saying his average annual salary is nineteen point four. If you're looking at having thirty eight mil this year, that's most that's of it right there. Yeah. So, eh. uh, yeah. but I mean, I I don't know where else you're gonna go. Um, right. I mean, and Dominic and Sue sat there all season, all season, yeah. and they didn't do anything with him. So, right. if you're if you're um, gonna go one, if you're gonna go one position to get that star, that would be that would be a perfect kind of fit for for need. Um, yeah, I, we're I he was number one one on my list too, so I, I'm definitely in agreement there. Um, for number two, I'm gonna go Jesse Bates. He was he was in is, my short list. Yeah, I think this is just like kind of a, a double a double positive here so it takes away your rivals probably best secondary guy i would say well their best um, safety uh, yeah best they're safety. gonna argue that a woozy is their best secondary True. player yeah but um but he's like he's he's kind of their um their their leader in the in the secondary too so it's gonna be that would be a huge get and then he he just fits what what schwartz needs as that kind of Single high safety. He was a he was a draft love of me back when he came out of I think it was Wake Forest, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I would just love to get Jesse Bates back um, here, um, hurting hurting your rival and and improving your defense. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Jesse Bates uh, as my uh, first pick there. Um, and then my wraparound for the second round, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go trade for. Um, Brandon Cooks. I know I that kinda, would be interesting. He's been connected to them for a while. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, that would obviously solve a lot of their receiver issues. I think since I have the next two picks, I'll make my, I'll, I'll do my receiver trade or receiver as well. Um, okay. I think a realistic target for them in the receiver market is DJ Chark. Okay. He's a free agent out of agent, Detroit. Yeah. He's not going to command a ton of money. And he's your deep threat. <laughs> and he runs a 4-3. That man can run. <laughs> so <laughs> That man can run. Uh, yeah, and I think he's got decent size as well. Yeah, he's a he's a bigger guy. He's, yeah. So Florida, yeah. Yeah, so like he he checks a lot of boxes. And he's guys really who's not had quarter good quarterback play. No, like I mean he had stuck in Jacksonville. Yeah, he he was in he was in quarterback hell, 
and then and then he went to the line. And, and then and then uh, Jared Goff just didn't find him all that much, right? For whatever reason, yeah. he he yeah. he was really into Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Which had him on his fantasy team. For good reason. Fantasy team. For good reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not not doubting it, but yeah. Um. So. Since okay. since I also have the wraparound, yeah. There's an interesting linebacker that I kind of would I believe he's a free agent. I'm gonna check this list to make sure I'm not being stupid because I do not want to be stupid. Yes, <laughs> he's a free agent. Okay, um, another kind of piggybacking off of your second pick, um, Jermaine Pratt. Bengals linebacker kind of had a very good season for them. Yeah. They don't want to lose him, but I don't know if they're going to be able to pay a linebacker this off season, if they're going to right. commit their money elsewhere. Yeah. They got Logan Wilson already. So it's hard yeah. to kind of pay two linebackers. Yeah. Ah, you can't pay one. two linebackers, big bucks. You have your two big contracts coming. You're already, there's already rumors floating out that you're not going to be able to pay your wide receiver too. Yeah. Right. Another hurting, so, another hurting your rival again too. Yeah, that always helps. I hope the I hope the uh, Cardinals hire their defensive coordinator as their head coach while we're at it. But, <laughs> uh, Bengals fans that I know speak very highly, like they 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 speak highly of his play. So he he fits a need for the Browns. He and he hurts the Bengals, and <laughs> it's a win win. Right. Yeah. Oh, good pick, good pick. Um, last one, I, man, I'm in between two guys. Um, I think it's either Delvin Tomlinson or Draymond Jones. I'm going to go Draymond Jones. I love his upside. I thought he performed. He's he's always he's been he's kind of a disruptive uh, defense tackle, which I I love. <laughs> I love <laughs> like just seeing all the disruption during the playoffs of of D tackles. It, it's just kind of I, I want to get one of those guys, and um, I think Draymond's still very, very young. This will be his first kind of getting out of the contract of his rookie contract. So um, I'm going to go Draymond Jones as my third pick, um, and it adds a huge, huge need, uh, fills a huge need down in the middle of the, of the field. What's your pick? Last pick. I I made mine. Oh no, you I made it. Yeah. Who uh Let's who do you one have? Round. Who do you have Let's as honorable go. mention? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Charles uh, Amenu. Um, I think he's. I think he was last with the Texans. I think it was. Um, position is he? Rusher. Oh, okay. Um, him or Arden Key. Um, I think they just need they need a guy to a young guy, um, to go alongside uh. Miles Garrett, and uh, I think uh, both of them. Are, I don't think there will be huge money, comparatively to like what we paid Clowney and all that. But um, it kind of gives you the young upside. So I would go edge rusher would be the with one of those. What's your last? What's your honorable uh, mention? Well, I w- before I chose Chark, I was thinking that I might try to swing the trade for Jerry Judy that people have been wanting to do. Oh, I know that that keeps coming up. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't know with Sean Payton there. I don't see that happening. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that would be happening. 
Um, just to kind of so so we have a kind of a match in terms of position. I'll find an edge rusher that I. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's not a it's not a great group, and it's not a great group. You, you know who's gonna you know who's gonna come cheap? I think. Who is that? And he actually he I Columbia. think he's a defensive tackle as well. <laughs> Matthew Ioannidis. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he he he's was like in Carolina swing. this year. He was he had a pretty solid season with them. He's like uh, a swing defensive lineman, right? Yeah, and that yeah. kind of fits what Schwartz does. Yeah, because they they would line Fletcher Cox out up at the wide nine sometimes for no discernible reason. Yeah, <laughs> and it would work. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there there's definitely guys out there that can help this team. It's whether or not. You know, it's how attractive the the team is to them, how much money they can pay. Yeah. Um, the, the, the nice thing is there's a lot of interior defensive linemen available. Yeah, there's a lot of help. High that price, can come. high price, and kind of your middle of the road price that you could get. Yeah, there's a um, lot. Of, there's a lot that can. There's a lot that can of help out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Matt, Matt Ioannidis had 13 games, 37 tackles, a sack. Yeah, hey, you, had, you were forced to watch them, so you you would know. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I did not watch a lot of Panthers this year. Uh, I watched two games from beginning to end. Um, one of them was the Browns game. I was there, <laughs> and the other yeah. one was the Bengals game, which I didn't watch beginning to end because that was a beatdown of epic proportion. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't purposely watch a whole lot of Panthers. They. As you should. <laughs> there, there was there was not a whole lot to watch offensively, and it just didn't. Yeah. It was not entertaining to watch yeah. Brian Burns have to try to carry a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well that was fun. That was uh, I, I was thinking we we can do more of these that, like especially around free agency. We'll get more. We'll probably hear more rumors or more kind of circulation and more names might come out of who's available. Um, yeah. So once uh, free agent free agency gets around here, which is what March something or middle of March, I think I believe let me, let me look. It's usually around NCAA tournament time. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we, we've had this discussion. I think it's like uh, March 14th. Okay. So that's, uh, that's uh that's the week before, or that's a few days before the start of the tournament. March so. <laughs> March fifteenth at one p.m. Pacific. Okay, is that when you can start talking? That's when free agency <laughs> you begins. Can't, you can't sign anybody, but you can start. Yeah, talking. I don't. I don't think there's not a legal tampering period in the NFL. Yeah. I don't believe so. Yeah. <laughs> not doesn't doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. True. Um, but yeah. So we'll be back around then. Um, and if there's any other big news, we'll be back before that. Uh, yeah, Man, this was fun. After last yeah. season, I don't know if anything could be any big news this year. <laughs> yeah, true. I would, I would think we're going to be a little bit quiet until we get to free agency. But um, once again, you never know with the Cleveland Browns. How, how was uh, how was last year at this time when you were dealing with the the the, the Baker discussion? Oh, not not fun. <laughs> I, so I literally. How many po- how many pods do you guys do in the month of February? We literally can only did one because we were like, "How much can you talk about?" <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like <laughs> there's just so little like to change and I literally said after I think it was the second last game it was what did they lose to the Bengals or something or the Brown or the Pittsburgh Steelers or something I was like, I think that's the last game I ever see with Baker Mayfield, and it turned out right. I was so, at I was at the Monday night game. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was. I don't know. Brutal. Yeah, it was. It was cold. They sucked. He sucked. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything was great. Get to get to hear. I get to get to see all the terrible towels in action. My favorite. Uh, yeah, well, this is fun. Yep, and we'll be around. Um, who you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, I got Chiefs. See, I just think the Eagles are too complete. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna get out of Fields, but the Eagles are such a complete team. Yeah, I just. I just have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, yeah, and that that's that's the thing that makes the Super Bowl so interesting. Like Yeah. It's gonna be the a great better game, the better team doesn't have the best player. Yeah. It's gonna and, be a great game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I mean it, it'll be entertaining. Hopefully the commercials don't suck. Um <laughs> I think yeah. I just I wonder I, I just wonder about Hertz in in the big game here. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling they're going to do a lot of stuff that doesn't rely on him throwing the ball a whole lot. I would think so because they're, they're, um, the Chiefs aren't very good at stopping the run, I believe. No, the and they and they've not faced a team. Uh, actually, I think I read right after the like the mon- last Monday that the Chiefs didn't face a an offense over 14th in efficiency in running game efficiency all season. And the Eagles are like one. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I, I do so, love the Kelsey kind of, the Kelsey bowl kind of. Yeah, I do like that. A lot of things too. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see how, how it goes. And um, I wish I was more excited for the halftime show. I'm sure it'll be a great show. I'm just not like super into maybe, Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah, I was really pumped about last year's, but yeah. Who was? Oh yeah, the last year was the the rap. Dr. Dre and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Be interesting so, to see how how it changes now that Apple's doing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Ta- Taylor Swift halftime show twenty twenty four. Just wait. <laughs> oh man, he'll get all the Swifties on. It's going to be the most watched, most watched Super Bowl ever, just because the Swifties are watching. <laughs> my my wife. Large Swifty, <laughs> yeah, um, is was convinced it was going to be this year because this year was the first one that Apple was the spot the bring the presenting yeah. sponsor. For yeah. years, it had been Pepsi, and Taylor Swift right. is endorsed by Diet Coke, so she, they, that couldn't happen. Now yeah. it's Apple, so she thought it was going to happen this year, but then she announced a tour, so yeah. she figured it wouldn't happen because of the tour, and she said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> next year it'll be next year, next year." So I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Should be a good game, and uh, yeah, this was fun. Um, so we'll be back around March, what, 14th, you said? So uh, we'll yeah. probably be before that to preview and everything. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pop on uh, during, the, during the NCAA tournament. And 
recap free agency, things. and then we'll be on during the draft. Yeah, yes, yes. We have some fun plans for that. But uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this is another WFMY Brownscast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, I was Joe, and uh, this was Taylor, and thanks for joining us, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.